Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek Season 1 Episode 16, it's called The Galileo 7, full spoilers for the episode as always. I actually really like this one, this is, uh, yeah, I thought this was great. This is back to sort of Star Trek that I really like, so the, 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 the really simple plot of this one is that Spock, McCoy, Scotty and four, not quite red shots, uh, but... The young one. Okay, she's a different... Okay, it's a different actress, though. At this point, she's not really a character. All right, fine. I'm just saying, like, she has a rank, at least. Okay, sure. The yeoman. And then three other <laughs> randomers, okay? <laughs> yeah. But the three main characters uh, are on a shuttle called the Galileo, and they're investigating a, a bit of a space phenomena out there. Yeah. And they end up crash-landing on this planet, and the Enterprise, of course, are looking for them. However, they have a commissioner on board who is expected to arrive at this other planet in X amount of days. So they have a ticking time clock. They have, a, they have I think, three days at the time of the crash landing to search for them. And if they don't find them in that time, they have to leave and abandon them. So Kirk, who has a less less of a role in this one because he's the one on the ship, just kind of concerned about the people down he's there. Just, just delaying it, basically. He's trying to stall and trying to find them time. Uh, but the main plot is down on this planet with, as I said, uh, McCoy, Spock, and Scotty, and the others. So, uh, it's them stranded on a planet. They've got the little shuttle, which they're, they're sort of is a little safe zone. This this is the, the introduction of shuttles, right? I believe so. I don't think we've had a shuttle yet. No, I don't recall any before this. Which is, so, that's cool. Yeah. I... I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure there's a thing in one of the earlier episodes where they could have used a shuttle to. Oh solve no, the there was because yeah. I think I I think we even mentioned it. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, because they they tried they could they couldn't beam them up for some reason. Yeah, they'll like, just send the shuttle. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, because the writers hadn't thought of it yet. Because they were dying of the cold uh, oh, on the, on the yeah. planet and they couldn't beam them up. <laughs> they send the shuttle, uh, but they've got two shuttles apparently. So yeah, uh, stored in a nice little hangar bay. Yeah, so, so yeah, it's, it's them on on the planet in the little in a little shuttle, and they're trying to like repair things so they can hopefully because they they can't uh, transmit a signal. The the planet's atmosphere is completely destroying that. Yeah. It can happen. So the plan is to try and get it working long enough that they can get into orbit and then signal them from up there, and hope the Enterprise sees them. Uh, Spock knows on a timeline. Spock is the the acting commander on the planet's surface. He's the highest ranking officer, and. The, we also find eventually that there's these uh, beings, which are essentially... It's probably the worst part of the episode is what these things look like, because it's essentially just guys yeah. in these big furry suits, but they're supposed to be like furry beasts that are 10 foot high. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, the worst part is their weapons. They're, they're really shitty, cheap spears that they're throwing, because <laughs> they look really bad. In fact, at one point, towards the end when the shuttle's about to leave... There's like this. It's when they're outside, and like the when the the rock the rock falls on Spock, and they have to mm. they have to get him. Uh, just before that, when they all start throwing all these spears as they're leaving, one of them actually chips one of the rocks, and like the yeah. t- top of the rock comes flying off. <laughs> it's obviously like polished iron or something. Oh, like that. All, all the rocks are like you know when they're they're lifting the one off Spock. Yeah, you can see McCoy leaning on it, and you can see it springing. <laughs> and uh, there's the other one where. One of the other guys, you know, the one who, who's they, they left him to guard when, yeah. they, when they did the shooting bit. When he goes to climb the wall, the whole thing shakes. Mm, yeah, uh, it was it was the bit coming off though that really amused me because not only did obviously does it chip off, which is weird. 
it's a different colour. The little bit that's left because yeah, yeah. it's obviously not painted underneath, and it just oh, it really made me laugh. Uh, so that, that is definitely the weakest part is the the costume value and the weapon value of these these villains. That said, a plot that I really enjoy in science fiction and horror is when you have a group of characters that are like trapped in one place, and there's like no man's land outside the place. Doctor Who does this a lot. Yeah. Where you have the, the one little safe zone where they're kind of safe, but outside of that, it's like the villains are there, or the villain, the monster's there, or whatever, mm-hmm. and they have to keep coming back to the home base. And that this episode has that. So that, that right away is just a good bit of fun for me. It's like a yeah. fun action plot. Uh, and I think it really helps that. And you've got the ticking time bomb, you've got this douchebag commissioner on the on the Enterprise being like, ah, oh, we need to leave. Yeah. yeah, not a second longer than we're supposed to wait, and so on. But of course, the, the the real core of the episode and what makes it even greater than that is the fact that it's a really good character study for Spock, and it's about Spock's relationship with the crew, how his how the way he thinks, his logical approach to things differs from everyone else, and how maybe when push comes to shove, can he have a more of a, an emotional human response, which is kind of what the ending is, and they're all and, laughing because he, he has that moment. Ultimately, it's about. Is he fit for command? Obviously, he makes a great mm. second in command to Kirk. We see that time and time again, offering his opinions. But captaining purely on a logical approach, does it work out? That's kind of what this looks at. And to a point, it doesn't here because he he logically makes these decisions. He, he predicts what these Neanderthal beings are going to do, and yes. he, he he gets it wrong because he thinks, well, we've demonstrated our superior weapons; they should back off. But as McCoy says, but they're not rational beings. They're 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 well, for yeah. lack of a better word, they're stupid. So they just react emotionally. Uh, yeah. They act. Oh, we need to hit back harder. Is <laughs> essentially the reaction. And, and it's and ultimately him succumbing to the emotions that you know is the right choice in the end that saves the day. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because uh, you keep having that debate whether the other crew members are pissed because one of them dies and they want to have a funeral and Spock doesn't understand why they're wasting time having a funeral, and then later on when Spock does get trapped under the rock and they come, like McCoy and the other guy comes back for him, he's like, "You should have left me." You should have, and he's almost angry that they wasted their time trying to get yeah. him because like, he's so logical to, to a fault. Uh, but it's but it's an inspiring little thing. It's even though I mean, obviously McCoy would help him because McCoy has a love hate relationship with him. They're kind of friends still, but the other guy's been antagonistic the whole whole episode. But he still can't leave him. But he still can't leave him, uh, and it's that human response where it doesn't matter if it's the it doesn't matter if it's making more of a risk. The the point is that life matters. Yeah. Is that you matter? And no, uh, nah, it's, it's a nice little play on that and. You have you have the theories back and forth throughout, and uh, right from the get go when they say, "Oh, we we need to get off five hundred pounds for us to make our bit," and he's like, "Well, that's about three people." Uh, <laughs> yeah, and the guy's like, "Can we draw straws?" And he's like, "Nope, I will weigh up the options and I will make a logical decision as to who's the dead weight." Yeah, we can't have it be me, McCoy, or Scotty now, can we? <laughs> no, we can't because we all have names. Yeah. <laughs> but. No, it's also, it's a good exploration of that. I think it was interesting to have the commissioner be there on a on a mission to give medicine to this other planet, whether it's plague. Obviously, he comes across as kind of a dick, but that parallels quite nicely, I think, with Spock because obviously he comes across as a dick in in this episode, at least. But they're ultimately doing the the same thing where Spock's there, going, "Hey, we can sacrifice a few people and save the majority, and that's better than saving none." And the commissioner's kind of doing the same. He, he doesn't put his point across as as well, 
but it's doing the same where it's hey we can leave these seven people and save however many with this medicine that we've got to deliver mm. he's still more of a dick just by the, the fact that he is human still like at least Spock has a reason he, yeah he has a an excuse there's a biological reason why he's acting like the way he does that's Whereas fair. This guy, like, I actually kind of lost count of the times in this episode where he says, "We're leaving in X hours," and then the yeah. door, and then the door shut in his face, like the elevator door, like every, <laughs> every single time. time. Yeah, uh, like it was getting comical. Just how, that's how he exited every single scene he was in. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's so, true. and and like you said, yeah, he he doesn't have the same reason or excuse, but he's kind of doing the same. You know, the logic of it is still the same that we're we're seeing hmm. but i think kind of like the debate of the episode though is that does the logic of the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few match up to the actual humane i'm connected to these people therefore i have to try harder uh yeah that's that is it and i think that's where this episode for me like it was a very good episode but i think it could have been better if it explored that a little bit more up on the ship with kirk and him having this debate a little bit more because hmm. because Honestly, despite his reasons being somewhat just, it's kind of that that classic thing where, and I think we've run into this with a few different shows over the time or time doing this stuff on the channel, is that this this group of people that he's trying to save isn't a real group of people to us as the viewer. We've yeah. never seen these people. They're just they're just a plot yeah, point. We, we want Kirk to stay and save our crew. Yeah. And as much as you can tell me that logically this makes more sense, it doesn't really matter to us because we're the audience and we care more. So we're always going to side more with Kirk on this debate. Yeah. Always. Uh, and we're always going to side more... Kind of... like that's, that's the weird thing about the debate on the planet that makes it work more is because we do know these characters. So when McCoy and Spock start having a debate, we care about both of those sides. And it, yeah. it works more than that way. Which is why the, the commissioner for me is he's almost like a he's, he's almost like the the probably the most uh, Vulcan like you can you can get on the human scale. <laughs> yeah, he's very antagonistic, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's overly antagonistic. He's very uncaring. Like at no point during the entire episode does he seem like he actually sympathizes with anything that's going on he is very robotic and cold about the whole thing yeah and i think that is that's my biggest problem with the stuff on the ship where he doesn't you know come and talk to kirk and be like look i know there's people there but we can save more with this medicine it's just we know that's what he's doing because it, it tells us that but he doesn't get this reasoned argument with kirk at any point which i feel like it's lacking hmm. um but no it's, it's, a, it's a very it's a very, very fun episode, though. It's very, very exciting and very... Uh, it, it keeps moving, and we have that ticking time bomb element. And even when the time runs out and Kirk has to leave and the ship, the crew's not saved yet, he's like, yeah, don't go warp one. Go go standard, standard speed. Standard space speed. <laughs> standard yeah. speed. Let's just crawl, just in yeah. case they somehow get a signal to us. Let's just crawl away. Because uh, he's still obeying orders. He's still doing it. Yeah. Uh, and that's when Spock does the that last ditch effort where he ignites some of the fuel to make a bit of a show, yeah. uh, which works. It does. Do you know? I love how many episodes already we've had that have had this you know ticking clock, but it still works every time. Like that, if, as long as it's used properly, it's just it doesn't get boring in that sense because it just adds tension immediately. Yeah, well, it's been used in a different way every time. I think. Uh, I mean, maybe th this one's probably a little bit similar to the one where the, like Sulu and the others were trapped in the planet, freezing to death, but. 
Uh, it probably worked even better here because it was more, you know, the people on the planet. Cause, I mean, it's because we reversed where the clock was, where we were. Because on that one, we were up on the ship waiting for them to get back. Yeah, partly that. Partly also because as much as, okay, we kind of care about Sulu, uh, the combination of Spock, McCoy, and uh, Scotty are a little bit bigger like that yeah. we care more and they're at risk and not only that we see them on the planet trying to like save themselves like they have to scrap and scramp and scrape for every single chance yeah. to Absolutely. maybe survive but the odds seem so huge the odds seem so stacked against them uh which is which is why when it's like oh you need to make a leap of faith to possibly survive at the end and spock making that leap yeah uh, which is why like kirk coming up to him and like sort of uh coyly asking him about it and kind of sort of oh, so you so you did something uh emotional did you hey yeah uh, actually if i'm going to make one more complaint is the when they all start laughing at the end and that's when it goes to the credits really fake laugh all right i'm just saying it. like it's really obvious that it's everyone's just fake laughing it's just it's absurdly yeah, fake yeah. yeah that's that's fair it's over the top isn't it it's like ha, 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 yeah Maybe that's just how people laughed in the 60s. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. I don't think <laughs> I'm just, it is. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I really hope not anyway. Because <laughs> it's creepy if it is. If, if that's how people were laughing when they were walking around in the 60s, I'd be really, really worried about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, my favourite line of the whole bit is, it's again proving why Spock and McCoy are my favourite pairing. Mm-hmm. It's where, where Spock says, oh, earlier on I, I may have been mistaken and McCoy just goes, oh, I'm glad I live long enough to hear that. <laughs> Cracked me up. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But no, no, it was a solid episode. Because you know, the last one was a little bit weaker, and we had two great ones before. So I'm actually I'm glad that it's quickly rebounded into another great one. So, yeah. uh, no, really, really solid episode. So let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen. So thanks very much for watching, guys. We'll see you next time.